I am Grandpa, and I love you. I'm Grandma, and I love you too. Welcome to our podcast, Grandpa and Grandma Bedtime Stories. We share some stories that will make you laugh. We share stories that might make you cry. And we share stories that will give you courage to choose the right. And these bedtime stories will help you to dream sweet dreams. So get on your pajamas and say your prayers. Turn out the light and hear our story tonight. Good evening. This is Grandpa Edward Jeffrey Hill, and tonight's bedtime story is about how miracles can occur if you exercise your brain, you exercise your faith, and you follow your impressions. In the year 2000, I was an associate professor at BYU and had my office on the 10th floor of the Spencer W. Kimball Tower. We called that building the Swicket because its abbreviation was SWKT. Later, the Kimball family requested to reinitial the building as KMBL. Can you guess why? Yes, it was so people would call it the Kimball Tower instead of the Swicket. It took about five years, but now almost everyone calls it the Kimball Tower instead of the Swicket. The Kimball Tower is the tallest building at BYU and was the tallest building in Provo until Utah Valley Hospital remodeled their campus a few years ago and built a building just a few feet higher than the Kimball Tower. I really liked having my office on the 10th floor of the Kimball Tower because Juanita and I had a tradition of kissing in elevators. So if Juanita picked me up at work and no one else was in the elevator, I would get a good, long kiss on the ride down the elevator. And I liked kissing Juanita. That's why I liked my office on the 10th floor. I also liked it because if Juanita wasn't with me, I would take the stairs. Walking up and down 10 flights of stairs was good exercise for my legs and for my heart. Okay, let's get on with the story. On Friday, June 16th, in the year 2000, Dr. Terry Olson, our department chair, walked into my office unannounced. He never did that, and he kind of startled me. Do you know what a department chair is? You might think it is a chair that everyone in the department sits in. But no, a department chair is the leader of the department. Terry was my department chair, and so he was my boss. Anyway, Dr. Terry Olson, our department chair, walked into my office and asked, Jeff, how would you like to go speak at a special session of the United Nations General Assembly in Geneva, Switzerland? The words didn't really make sense to me. I looked at him with a puzzled look and simply said, What? What are you saying? Is this a joke? I said that because Terry Olson liked to tell all kinds of jokes. He would start most conversations with me with a joke. Terry chuckled and then looked me right in the eye and said, This is no joke. You've heard of the United Nations, right? Of course I had heard of the United Nations. It is a global organization dedicated to improving the world. There are 193 countries that belong to the United Nations. Dr. Olson continued, I am indeed asking you if you would like to speak at a special session of the United Nations General Assembly in Geneva, Switzerland. The words sunk in. 
It sounded so important. I love to speak and I love to travel. This made me feel really proud of myself. And I knew how proud my dad would be of me too. I decided right then and there I would dedicate myself and prepare for months to give the very best speech possible. Now I was getting really excited. I responded enthusiastically, Sure, when do I go? He kind of chuckled again. Well, actually, it's in 10 days, on June 26th, and that's no joke. The person who was going to speak for us had a family emergency, so we need a replacement. I can't find anyone else who will do it. When Terry saw a tinge of disappointment in my face, he quickly responded, It's not that I think of you as a replacement. I like you a lot. But you are, well, you are a replacement. But then I smiled broadly. Even if I wasn't the first choice, or even the second choice, or even the third choice, still I was going to speak at a special session of the United Nations General Assembly in Geneva, Switzerland. Yippee! I was so excited. But now I wondered, how could I possibly prepare such a long and important speech in such a short time? I then asked Terry what I was supposed to speak about. He smiled and responded, you're supposed to speak about reconciling professional and family life. Do you know what that is even about? Well, it is basically how you can have an important job, but still make time and energy for your family. It's about doing and being a great worker on the job and still being a great family member at home, both at the same time. This is what I researched at BYU, and so I felt confident I could speak for hours on that topic. I could make a good long speech on that topic in a short amount of time. Then I asked Terry, for how long am I supposed to speak? His answer surprised me. Jeff, you have exactly seven minutes. Not even one minute more, nor one minute less. I couldn't believe it. And I questioned, do you mean BYU is going to pay for me to travel to Geneva, Switzerland, to speak for seven minutes? Terry Olson said, it's a special session of the United Nations General Assembly. It's very important to BYU that we are well represented. Make that seven-minute speech the best speech of your life. Now I started to feel nervous and stressed out. I felt like there were butterflies flying around in my stomach. Do you ever feel that way when you're nervous? But then I remembered what my track coach, John Harrington, would say when I felt those butterflies when I was doing the triple jump. Coach Harrington would say, Just teach those butterflies to fly in formation, and you'll do your best. When I remembered that, I felt much better. I hope that when you are nervous, you can teach the butterflies in your stomach to fly in formation. Then you can do your best. Terry continued, You will be traveling with Dr. Craig Hart, the best researcher in our department. He will also be giving a seven-minute speech. He is such a good man. I know you'll enjoy your trip with him. Dr. Olson finished our visit by saying, Jeff, I trust you. 
I know I can depend on you. I know that you'll do a good job. His trust in me reminded me of how my dad would trust me to do new things. I was so grateful that my dad, Edward Iringhill, had taught me to have confidence when I did new things. I didn't want to go all the way to Switzerland with just Craig Hart and just to make a seven-minute speech. I wondered if there might be a way that Juanita, Grandma Juanita Ray Hill, could come with me. There was a problem with doing this because thousands of people were going to the special session of the United Nations General Assembly, and this was the last minute, well, not exactly the last minute, but the last week before the trip, there were very few seats available on flights to Switzerland from the United States. Almost every single flight was totally sold out. In fact, the only seats BYU could find for us cost $3,800 each, left the night before we were to speak, and got to Geneva, Switzerland just six hours before our speeches. We would be on a red-eye from Salt Lake to Paris, fly to Geneva, and have just a couple of hours to practice our speeches and freshen up. Do you know what a red-eye flight is? It is when you fly through the night. They call it a red-eye because you are so tired the next day and your eyes are red. My heart sank because Juanita and I could not afford to pay $3,800 for a ticket. We didn't have that much money. We could have bought a ticket on our credit card, and she could have gone, but then we would have had to pay back a lot of extra money because of the high interest on credit cards. It is stupid to use credit card unless you totally pay it back every month. If you don't, you have to pay a lot of extra interest. When you get a credit card, be sure to pay it back every month. And right now, ask your parents if they pay you back their credit cards every month. I was so disappointed that Juanita wouldn't be able to go with me to Switzerland. We could have had such a good time together. But as I prepared my speech, my brain just couldn't let go of the idea that Juanita and I used this trip as an opportunity to see Switzerland together. But it seemed like the only way she could go with me without us going into credit card debt is if we had a miracle. But then I remembered that if I exercise my brain, exercise my faith, and follow impressions— then miracles might just happen. The next day, I actually prayed about it. When I was praying, I had a thought come into my brain. The reason the tickets were so expensive was because everyone needed to get to Geneva in time for this special session of the United Nations General Assembly. But Juanita didn't need to attend that special session. In fact, she couldn't attend that event. She would be going so she could have fun with me afterwards. She could come by herself later. I checked on the prices and the tickets, and there were plenty of seats, and they were only about $2,000 each. But that was still too much for us. We had lots of kids and not a lot of money. 
what we could afford was something around $1,000 for the round trip. Then the miracle occurred. On my computer screen, after I searched for flights, there was an advertisement for a website called skyauction.com. It said, fly to Europe for pennies on the dollar. Wow. On this website, they auctioned flights and hotels and other types of vacations. In an auction, people bid for something. Someone might start with a bid of $5. Then if you want to bid, you can as long as the bid is higher than the previous bid. Whoever has the highest bid when time expires gets that something and has to pay what they bid for it. On skyauction.com, bidding would always start really low, and then at the end, there would be lots of people bidding. Skyauction.com had a feature where you can automatically bid $1 more than whatever anybody else bid, up to a certain limit that you put in. I really wanted to get a good price, so I watched lots of these auctions, trying to learn a trick to get a good price. What I noticed in these auctions was that people would put in automatic bids, and lots of times they would put in a limit that was an even number. What it looked like to me was that bids would go up very quickly until they hit an even number. For example, the bidding would be at $350 and go quickly, 351, 352, 353, until it got to the next even number, like $400. It would take just two or three seconds to have lots of bids, and then there would be a 10 or 15-second pause at the even number. Then the bids would go up fast again. I realized that I could put in an automatic bid at $1 more than an even number, and maybe I could get the bid. This was using my brain to help make a miracle. So I eyed an auction for a round-trip ticket to anywhere in Europe. And Switzerland was in Europe, so I carefully watched the bid. It was only $300 with just 10 minutes left. And then I saw that familiar pattern. It went quickly to $350 and paused. It went quickly to $400, then paused. With 15 seconds left, it was at $700. Can you guess what I did? I put in an automatic bid with a ceiling of $751. With 10 seconds left, it quickly went up to $751. And no one else had time to put in another bid. My bid was won. The ticket was sold, and it was sold to me. I couldn't believe it. I had a round-trip ticket for Juanita for only $751. We were both so excited because we were going to be able to go to Switzerland. I was very excited to speak at a special session of the General Assembly of the United Nations. But to tell you the truth... I was even more excited that Juanita would be there with me and we could explore Switzerland together. I know that it was by exercising my brain, exercising my faith, 
and following impressions that the miracle of her getting a ticket to Switzerland for less than $1,000 actually came true. In fact, we only had to pay $751. Well, it's getting late, and you'll just have to wait for next week to find out how the trip went to Switzerland and about my speech. So that's all for tonight. Sweet dreams, chocolate creams, sleep tight, and don't let the bed bugs bite. I love you very much. We hope you enjoyed tonight's bedtime story. We hope you felt our love for you. And we hope you will have sweet dreams tonight. We love you so much.